You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentary's Global Rankings. Thank you for listening. This is episode 34 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. It's Friday the 22nd of April and my name's Charlotte Greenway. Well, it wasn't really a surprise this week that Charlie Appleby won another classic trial, this time for the Derby, as Nahani was successful at Epsom and it sounds as though we'll see him back there for the big one in June. Then at Sandown this afternoon, Rafe Beckett's Frankel Colt Westover just held on from a fast-finishing cash, but it was John Golston's filly Emily Upjohn that caught my eye in the novice stakes, and she could well have a say in the Oaks. On Wednesday, Brian Hughes, who will be crowned champion jockey for the second time tomorrow, rode his 200th winner of the season at Perth, and Jay Mangan on Thursday's show explained the significance of this milestone. A major feather in his cap, um, Nick, the first Northern-based rider to reach 150 winners back in February, and this has been the target since he, re- he joins Anthony McCoy, Dickie Johnson, and Peter Scudamore, just four jockeys to achieve the double century in a season, and with 1,523 winners under his belt in his career in GB, he is the winning most active uh, national hunt jockey in the UK. He's been a phenomenal rider. He's operating at around 21% this season. He's almost 100 ahead of his nearest rival, Sam Twiston Davis. And that's just a testament to him and the work rate of the rider that he is. Um, began his career with Kevin Prendergast and you can see that flat influence in his riding style. He really is a work machine. Jockey's agent, Dave Roberts, who managed 20 times champion jockey, AP McCoy, and who currently has nearly 60 jockeys on his books, announced his retirement on the podcast this week. And here's what he had to say about why he felt that now was the right time. Um, It's been 36 years I've been doing the job now, right back from uh, the first jockey, Dean Gallagher, through to now. And um, it's probably, if I've always done my job saying that I would do it for 12 months. And, you know, if you're in for the season, you're in for the season. And... The last couple of months, I was just um, thinking, could I do another year and having another 365 days of getting up at five o'clock every morning? And I think the head said yes, but the body said no. So um, not that I ever thought I was had much common sense, but I think common sense has told me to say this is, this is time, just it's the right time. And, um, you know, obviously I've had a great time and probably feel slightly embarrassed of all the jockeys that I've been able to deal with and the successes we've had. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's an emotional time, but I think it's definitely the right time. The jump season draws to a close tomorrow at Sandown Park and Paul Nichols will be there to be presented with the Champion Trainers Trophy for the 13th time. And in an interview with Cornelius Lysert this week for Great British Racing, reflected on this achievement. It's been a bit tougher this year, um, but then every year is tough, whatever you do. I was just thinking you know, a few years ago, it was when we were going into the last day of the season, neck and neck with Willie, and it's a big fight on the last day. It's, 
obviously a bit more relaxed this time and enjoy the day. Um, yeah, you know, of course, if you if you if you win the championship like a football team, if you win the Premiership, you want to try and win it again the following year. That just goes without saying. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a great thing to do for the whole team. You know, team ditch it. So, what are you thinking about Punchestown? Are you going to take more than just Clandes over? Uh, just Clan this year. Um, Bob and Co knocked his joint at Chatham, so he won't go for a repeat uh, winning the Hunter Chase. Just be Clanders of on Wednesday. A lot of ours are running at Sandown. We've done plenty this season. There's not much left to run, so it's just Clanders of And the other horses in there, you know, you're talking about Alahos, Manila Rindos, Galvins, and things like that. Yeah. So it's it's right. going to be a proper it's going to be a proper contest, isn't it? Yeah, it always is. You wouldn't expect anything different. So yeah, it'll be a good race. But we're looking forward to Clan Sings well. He comes good this time of year. Going there, back off, you know, win the other day. So we're ho- hopeful, but it's a very good race. So um, Saturday then, Nappers Hill, you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I think you gave it yeah. quite a big talk up as well, uh, having qualified for this race on on Saturday, the first race. Well, I don't know, talk up. I mean, the, he, he had to go. The plan was always to run last Saturday, uh, try and win. Um, he stayed on his mark of 134, which I think is competitive. He ran well in the Betfair hurdle off that mark. Um, he loves good ground and qualified him for Saturday. Yeah, probably a week's quick enough. But this time of year, you seem to be able to do it, um, get away Trump on off top weight a couple of years ago, having one air only a week before. And I'd say he's got a nice chance off that mark if it's not too soon. As I say, I won't go through all of them. If you were to pick out one yeah. other that you're really uh, looking forward to running on Saturday. I think Harry's got seven incredible rides there tomorrow with them all, all the way through. A grenadine, obviously, in the... In the big race and 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 in Rillo in in the in the, in the best five. Race I mean, that's a he he won the race last year. We've trained him just for this race. He scored this morning. I was really pleased with the way he is. He's dead sharp and he's ready for his life. The same as Grenatine. So, you know, those are two real nice horses. Looking forward to run amongst others. Excellent, excellent. Well, look, um, uh, thank you for for joining us. I think um, we might just just see have we got um, have we got any questions for Paul before we let him go. Yeah, sure. We've got one from Marcus Townend from the Daily Mail. Of those horses you left for Aintree, immediately after Brave Man's Game ran there, you sort of thought that even though he didn't run, the the Cheltenham experience might have left a bit of a mark on it. Has there anything sort of emerged since you ran it? Yeah. yeah, interestingly enough, we did all sorts of different tests. Um, and actually, you probably hear, we actually found he he had um, had great, he's got, he had had great four ulcers, which is quite interesting because we test all our horses in September and January, just to get a mark on them. I mean, he was clear of them September and in January, and for whatever reason, uh, ends up after he's you know, been to Channel and Aintree with grade four ulcers, which isn't ideal. I also think that he, he, he may have left his race at Channel, funny enough, although he didn't run, he's quite a stressy horse, and just he was prepared for his life for that day. He went to the races, came back, and he nearly needed a week off afterwards, just like some of the horses that had run at Cheltenham. Um, and, and just because he was ready for that, it wasn't quite so hard to have him in a, such a good a form, possibly, at, at Aintree. And I think there's lots of little things that, you know, good break, he'll come back and he'll be absolutely A1. But the interesting thing was that he had, you know, had grade four ulcers. So we've treated that, he'll go out the grass and hopefully back in the autumn we'll be bang on getting him ready for the King George. I mentioned earlier that Brian Hughes will regain his crown as champion jockey. And one jockey that will no doubt be looking to follow in his footsteps is Kevin Brogan, who tomorrow will be crowned champion conditional, an award won by Hughes in the 2007-8 season. He also spoke to Cornelius on the same Great British Racing call and started by discussing what winning the championship means to him. 
Yeah, look, it's it's fantastic. I kind of have to pinch myself now a little bit. I never thought I'd be in this sort of position now, to be honest. You know, I'm only a young lad from Kill. Um, these things don't really happen to people like me. Uh, but look, I've been very lucky to be riding for a lot of great trainers and great owners and lucky enough to throw my leg across some good horses along the way to stick their head out for me as well. Like, so, you know, I, I can't thank everybody enough for supporting me. You know, I wouldn't be here without everybody. You mentioned Kill, and um, Kill is where Ted Walsh trains as well. So Ted has been part of your uh, career. John Joe O'Neill, clearly a big part of your career since you've come uh, to the UK. Those are two big names to have been, um, and I know you worked for Gordon Elliott for a time as well. So these are big names that have influenced you. Yeah, exactly. You know, like when I started off riding the ponies, I didn't really have that much knowledge about racing and then the woman that was giving me lessons and that said that she, her brother went to the racing school and had my eyes set for that. And then before I went there, I started popping into to Ted's would be my local trainer. And he was, he was very good to me. Like that's where the grounding was. And that's where I felt like I really started to learn how to ride. He was very good to me trying to help me. And, you know, then went to race and then on to Robbie Max and then into Gordon's, you know, every, everywhere. It's just a big learning curve. And in John Joe's now, like, you know, every day is a school day. You never stop learning. And, you know, I've just been very lucky to be involved with such fantastic people along the way, like, you know. You know, the, the fact is, Kevin, look at these riders who've been champion conditional. Uh, Danny McMenamin last time, John Joe O'Neill, uh, Junior, who you know so well, Brownie Frost, the Bowen brothers, Harry Cobden, Sam Twiston Davis, Richard Johnson, AP McCoy, Brian Hughes as well. So, you know, that this is this is quite a this is quite a title to take. I know, yeah, look, if I could harrow half of what them them lads' names that you've that you've mentioned now, I'd be I'd be doing very well, you know. Um look, it's 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 a massive achievement and I am starting to really come to terms now, but like, look, I just, I just can't believe it now, to be honest. Um, hopefully now the momentum can keep going and hopefully someday we can uh, harrow half of what they've ploughed. <laughs> and ambitions now. So champion conditional jockey, which is great. Uh, some some nice wins as well, um, applauded up and down the country. So what, what are your ambitions uh, for the um, for, for, for next, next season? Uh, look, you know, the... Only two winners off my claim now, so the the fun stops now. I'm gonna to have to start working now. But um, look, if we can throw our leg across a couple of nice horses here or there, and hopefully Touchwood stay in one piece, now we'll be I'll be happy, you know. So hopefully try and on. just kind of keep um just keep tipping away and hopefully stay injury free and try and keep riding for as many people as we can and hopefully sit on a few nice horses along the way if you'd like. Paul Nichols mentioned his runner Enrillo in the Bet365 Gold Cup at Sandown tomorrow. And one of his market rivals is Win My Wings, who won the Ida Chase and then was a runaway winner of the Scottish National. And I mean, she never came off the bridle and won ease down by seven lengths. She is now, though, up to a mark of 154, which makes it tough. But she's got to be one of the stories of the season. And Nick spoke to her owner, Sue Howell, about her journey with Win My Wings so far. We bought the mare uh, four years ago. Um, she won on her third trip over hurdles at Foss Lass and won well. 
Um, we've taken her very steady. We have her home when she's out of training. Um, very much enjoy having the horses at home. Um, Christian uh, surprised us earlier in the year when he said he wants to make an entry in the Ida. Um, we went along and she won that very nicely. Um, finished a little bit distressed. Uh, then he suggests, then she came into herself. She is a spring mare. Her form sort of shows that. Um, we'd run her in a couple of listed chases back in the winter. Uh, didn't run that well, but she's definitely a spring mare. So then we went, he said, suggested the Scottish National, of which we were surprised again. Um, um, the way we won, the way she won it was absolutely incredible. And am I right in thinking she was a slightly opportunistic purchase as well? It's not as though there was a big plan to go out and get her in the first place. No, we'd actually uh, gone down to Christians one morning to look at a, another horse, and he brought her out from a stable. Um, didn't really say much about her. We went and had a cup of coffee by the beach. Um, with Christian and then we said well let's let's buy her and let's see how she how she goes <laughs> but so you, you you've had horses for ages I mean I was thinking the other day if there's one horse in training if there's one chaser in training I'd love to own I mean she she must have given you immeasurable fun she's given us the the journey we're on with her I mean I call it such a lifetime achievement to win the, the Scottish uh, Grand National was never in my plans um so it's an absolute dream for us absolutely fantastic and and ju- just tell me a bit about your your own history and background with 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 horses grew up on a farm uh with sheep cattle horses uh, went through pony club hunting um various events um always loved horses uh then parents always had horses so I was always determined um, I was never going to be good enough to uh, race ride, that was for sure. So um became an owner and have done some breeding, not that successfully in the past. Um, so just continually bought young stock as a rule, um, had them at home, just um, brought them on slowly and then into training. Um, Christian's been a phenomenal trainer for us. Um, he's young, he's enthusiastic, and a great horseman. Um, and it's continued from there, really. And and about how how do you look at tomorrow's race? Can you can you realistically believe she can go and do it again? I'm um, apprehensive about this fourteen pounds uh, rise in the weights, and can she win? with that weight we know she's very well she came back from the scottish grand national in very good form um we know she's a spring mare but i think the weight it would be my concern well thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoy the jumps finale tomorrow nick will be back with you on monday morning where along with bringing you the latest news he'll be building up to the first two classics of the flat season the 1000 and the 2000 guineas goodbye you've been listening to nick luck daily brought to you in association with fitzdares the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.